You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Talking about how you can be fluent in English, part one. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode number 38. I have that chap who didn't join me last time. What's his name again? Gideon? Is, is that right? Mm, yes, it is. And John, listen, before we start, I don't know if your listeners know this expression, but I have a bone to pick with you. Why is that? What did I do? Well, should I explain the expression? <laughs> Maybe you I, don't know that expression. I think you should explain the expression. I think that's a good expression. An expression means that you have a complaint about a person, but you usually say it about somebody who you know well, a friend or something, because you wouldn't have a bone to pick with an enemy, just someone who you like has done something which may have upset you slightly. And it's the case, John, I have a bone to pick with you. Blimey, I can't imagine what it would be about. Because you did a podcast with Ben. And that's great. But I listened to the podcast and you said you didn't want to do one with me because I'm, and I quote, all washed up, which is, <laughs> which is another expression, which perhaps you couldn't explain, which is not a positive one. It means that I'm finished. I'm over the hill. It does. Yeah. Well, the truth is hard to accept. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. I thought you were going to apologize, <laughs> but you're not. I'll apologize now, maybe, possibly. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry if you feel offended. I'll do it like a politician. I'm sorry for the fact that you felt offended by the fact that I told you a truth. Well, I, I came I, back. You came back. I'm glad that you came back. And you wouldn't have come back if you were truly offended, right? You still like me, right? Yeah, okay, John. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Okay. <laughs> right. We're going to do something about fluency today. So the idea is how you can be fluent in English. And I thought this was a rather good topic to do. And I did tell you beforehand, one of the reasons why I've chosen this, or the main reason why I chose this, is because it seemed to get loads of hits on your YouTube channel. Oh, yes. I, I made a video about that. It's true. Mm. By the way, I should say how to be fluent in any language. I think this was probably these tips that I gave. Hopefully, there's some general tips about how to improve your language skills. And I've taken a couple of things. I suppose we're combining it three different things, aren't we, really? I've taken something from EF and then Busu, which you seem to know pretty well, and you. Those are my three wonderful sources. Yeah. I made a video on this subject. And the reason I made a video about how to improve your English, and not because I just felt like it more than I have at my school lots of negativity mm, or really? speaking to people yeah and they're saying no I'm too old to learn English no no you have to be young you have to go and live in an English-speaking country you can't learn here so what's the point really these things are wrong by the way completely wrong so I thought well no it's not why are people saying this and a lot so I wanted to tell the truth which so is first of all Mm. You can learn English at any age or language at any age. In fact, older people often are better because they have life experience or experiences of learning other languages. So they're often better than younger learners. I think this is one of the great myths, isn't it, about language learning? Of course, we've got to clarify. I mean, I guess if you're a child, 
or a teenager, then you are like a sponge. So you do remember things really easily. So that really helps. But as you said, I think life experience helps. But also, I think a lot of it just comes down to memory. And there's so many old people, whether you can debunk this idea as well, because, you know, you're getting on a bit. It's about how often you use your memory, isn't it? Really? Apparently, your memory doesn't deteriorate. The reason why your memory gets worse when you get older is because you don't use your memory so much, apparently. I should define my terms here because when I say old, sometimes it's people who are 35 and they say, <laughs> I'm too old to learn a language now. No, it's something for, for, for kids. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had that. Then what are you talking about? Uh, and I have had students in their 70s and older who continue learning and learn really quickly. So it's a complete myth. No, it is. Keeps you active as well. It's another reason for learning a language keeps your brain active, as you said. Yes. And I think Laura's father is probably a good example of that. He's excellent. Keeps you young, as you said, and something like that is a way of keeping you engaged with society and also keeping you young, as I said. Yeah. Can I throw the other myth under the bus as well, that you have to live in an English-speaking country in order to learn the language fluently. Well, I didn't want to swear on your, your podcast, John. I just say nonsense, you know? It's just absolute nonsense. Yeah. Of course yeah. it helps. Of course it helps if you're interacting daily in an English-speaking country and you're there. Of course it can help. It doesn't mean that you can't learn English to a high level if you're living abroad. We've got friends in common, John, who... who had never been to an English-speaking country and speak English exceptionally well. They do. That's very true. And often, in some cases, they speak better than you would expect people who actually spent time in the country because they don't necessarily pick up some bad habits that you might Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. It is very true. That is extremely true. I think going to the country itself, more than anything, would build your confidence to some extent if you're lacking confidence i think that that's probably my feeling about going to a country where they do speak but even if you go to the country you still have to do the things that will get your english better Mm -hmm. you still need to study a lot and listen and read you can't just turn up and expect your english to suddenly improve no you still have to work at it wherever you are Nothing's about osmosis, is it? No, No, I've known people who've lived in England for for 20 years and they can communicate, but make lots of mistakes. And when you see their written English, terrible, because they've never bothered learning the basics through speaking. And they think that they speak and write really well, but sadly, it's not true, especially when you see the writing. This is all wrong. And writing is one of those important elements that you need to work on, isn't it? Exactly. It depends on what you need to do on a daily basis. If you're doing a manual job and you, yeah, and you just want to chat with your friends in the pub, then you don't need it. That's good enough. But if you want something more. Well, it depends on your, your aims. Exactly. When we briefly spoke about this before we came on air, you were talking about some of the ones from EF. So they've got five different ones. Some of the ones you're not particularly happy about oh those links you sent me yeah they've started (laughs) off with smile and breathe that sounds a bit simplistic doesn't it well it's okay you have to smile and breathe because if you don't breathe you die basically (laughs) of course so do you really need to put it down you need to breathe i wouldn't have thought so but i suppose it's more about taking a pause isn't it 
Why is that the number one thing? I was the first thing. Okay. I don't know. Well, maybe it's just about breathing in to get more oxygen in so you feel more confident. All right. It's not a fucking yoga class, John. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. That's true. So you don't agree with this one. <laughs> okay. No, you, yeah, okay. You have to smile. Yeah, fair enough. Memorize examples with vocabulary. Don't just memorize a list of words. Make sure to include examples. I'm reading here. It's true. You've got to use vocabulary. You learn the vocabulary, but you've got to use it. That's the thing. It's okay to memorize if you actually use it. Yeah. You just memory, you're going to forget it very quickly. You just memorize a list. If you memorize something and then you go out and you use those words in conversation or even in writing, then you'll remember it. Well, that's the key point though, isn't it? It's got to be a priority, hasn't it really, in terms of what kind of vocabulary you learn, I would say. <laughs> There's not really much point in learning things about I don't know, medicine, if you don't really use medical words in your everyday language. No, no, exactly. I mean, I guess that's common sense, though, isn't it? If you're learning like adjectives to describe yourself, Mm -hmm. I know, sort of confident, witty, aggressive, whatever, you learn these words, it's okay to memorize them, but just make sure that you go out and you use them. Then you'll remember them. Just repetition. You have to go out and Mm, use them. Exactly. Listen to learn. So the idea Mm. is paying close attention to what you hear. So if you're listening to the radio, news or the movies, and then keep a notebook handy to write down new phrases. What if you listen while you're jogging to a podcast while you're jogging? You just jog it's slowly. It's difficult to whip out your pencil, if you know what I mean. And, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. and um, take notes. Maybe we should edit that bit out. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. Maybe you just need to jog slowly or um, I don't know. Maybe can you record things while you're jogging at the same time? That sounds a bit too much effort, doesn't it? If you're speaking to a native speaker, don't be afraid to ask them to explain any idioms or expressions that you don't understand. That's what I'm quoting here. I think you should explain exactly what washed up means then. Didn't I explain that? (laughs) Washed up. Well, imagine, I think it's like falling in the river. That's the metaphor. You fall in the river and then you end up getting washed back on the shore is it the shore in the river no, no oh, the, the river the bank, bank the river bank. bank you're in a terrible state doesn't it mean that you have died though isn't that what it means i could be yeah you think i just thought it would be an opportunity to link it in i wasn't trying to rub salt in the wind what's the connection with improving your english is it just uh, explaining an idiom i don't know i mean i suppose idioms and expressions are a good way of being more fluent aren't they because Native speakers invariably use them. So therefore, as a non-native speaker, if you do use idioms and expressions, then you will sound more fluent, more like a native speaker. Okay. Just seems a bit more natural, apparently. That's probably true, though, isn't it? If you think about how many times we actually use expressions and idioms, we do use them quite a lot, don't we? I think this is something that's often lacking with people trying to learn English. Not many people seem to focus on using idioms. Possibly, it's true, but there are a lot of them. Mm. And also people invent their own as well. They mix the metaphors. It's not so easy. It takes real time. It does, but I would have said with idioms, though, it's not too bad in the sense that there are quite a few idioms that are quite universal, aren't they? People focusing on universal idioms is probably a good idea. Something that's connected to their language. Mm -hmm. You're okay with this one? I'm not okay with the next one. 
Monty is based in London and we offer individual lessons and conversation group classes in the centre by Tottenham Court Road. Come and join us. You can access the times and place to meet through Meetup at the following web address. So that's meetup.com forward slash Monty dash English dash conversation. See you there. Exercise your mouth muscles. Yeah, this is, what is this? Where do you get this from? EF.com. What is this? Exercise your mouth muscles. English probably uses more sounds that you don't have in your first language. Develop your muscles in your mouth by exercising them. Oh, is this like more mouth yoga thing? Well, why? I actually why? think this is quite a good idea. You're just going to, you know, sit in front of the mirror and then make contours your mouth muscles and put marbles in your mouth and pencil under your tongue and start breathing out, standing on your head, put yeah, garlic I, between your toes, or maybe I, not the garlic. I think we should, first of all, tell people not to put marbles in their mouths or put pencils under their tongues just in case they choke. I'm sure there's some kind of safety thing that we shouldn't be telling people to do. All right. Well, I don't I actually, see how this is going to improve your English. I don't see it. Personally, I do see it. For me, particularly with vowel sounds, is it fair to say French doesn't normally have open vowel sounds, does it? It doesn't yeah. have any open vowel sounds. I think doing <clears throat> exercises and trying to repeat the sound like O, O, O. So if you're repeating that over and over, I think that's quite good. You might get locked up. Right? <laughs> well, I'm not suggesting you do it in the street, but if you did it at home in front of the bathroom mirror. And... Yeah, but OK, then if you take this to its logical conclusion my students come in for today's lesson and today's lesson we're going to do some exercise with your mouth muscles i want everybody to stand up open their mouth and go oh oh that's it it's little javier at the back there maria come on let's hear you oh no i'm not going to do that well you don't have to i'm just saying i think it might work on some level okay. it seems ridiculous and it seems a bit crazy but i think on some level, it would help. Because also as well, if you think about when you're speaking a foreign language, so you speak French and you speak a bit of Spanish. What do you, you, what do you mean a bit? A lot of Spanish, do you? Yeah, kind of. I didn't realize you were that good. I've lived in Spain a few wow. years. So. All right. Can you give us a little sentence in Spanish? Just to demonstrate, if you <clears throat> did work on your mouth muscles, then it would be better. ¿Dónde está la playa? Excellent. When you did that, admit it, your mouth didn't seem very natural, did it? Because you were kind of straining your muscles, right? John, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you must have had this happen where you speak for a long period of time in that language and your mouth is physically tired. I don't know. I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed now. <laughs> you made your point, John, but, you know, I'm just getting my revenge for you calling me uh, all washed up. <laughs> so. I'm never going to live that down, am I? Never mind. As I said, the truth hurts. Copy a native speaker. Why do you want to copy a native speaker? I don't know. It's Why just be a native speaker? Why would you want to here? do that? Copy yeah. people that speak well, whether they be natives or not. Okay, yes, I think that's good advice. Because some native speakers say stupid things and don't express themselves very well. Just because they're native speakers doesn't mean that they have a wonderful means of expression. There are many people that speak with a very good American accent because they've grown up with Sesame Street. Is that right? It's true. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've met people 
European people invariably who have perfect American accents because they're growing up with American TV. Well, I met someone who spoke like the Swedish chef. <laughs> Doesn't always work out. Depends which character in Sesame Street you follow. That's a good point. Or the Cookie Monster. Where, where, where? Sorry, that's not a very good impression. Cookies. Cookies. I can't, I can't even remember. Talking about pronunciation, there may be, of course, good to have some guide. I don't know if it's in copy and native speakers, like this is just the only way to improve is to be native, I'm not sure. I don't think it's the only way, is it? I mean, it's just one element that could work on some level, I suppose. On some level, yes. Maybe. But you are more enthused by the other tips. I don't know. On Busu, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Oh, um, Busu. So this is the other website you sent me. Mm. On for prepared. We think we don't do any preparation for this podcast. You think we just turn up and chat. But no, John does hours of preparation the day before, don't you, John? At least five minutes. I mean, five but hours. This link you sent me, is, I find this one better, actually, more interesting. First one, I, I totally agree with. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not just learning English. That's true. I think that's Don't improve one. if you don't make mistakes. That's definitely the first one you've wholeheartedly <laughs> improved of. Okay, yes. So it's about... You don't need to speak perfect English and your goal is to deliver a message. I always tell this to my students and I always think, hopefully you agree with this idea, but fluency is not about being perfect, is it? Fluency is about good communication and speaking at the right kind of speed, right? Absolutely. And I'm guilty of making this mistake myself because, you know, all the time I'm teaching grammar and when I'm learning a language, learning French... I hope I speak French now, but not perfect. Even now, I don't like to make grammar mistakes and it's stupid. Get the words out. I know I'm, I don't follow my own advice. Do as I say, not as I do. As I do. What's the right conjugation here? Oh, forget it. I'm not going to say anything. Well, that's completely wrong. Sometimes I forget if a word is masculine or feminine. I just order two of something. So you don't need to have that problem. So you end up having two cups of coffee instead of one. Uh, je voudrais une bière. Un bière? I know. Oh, what is it? I don't know. So, je voudrais deux bières. You know that that's always going to be right. Especially when I first arrived, just ordered two of everything. Coffees, two beers, two then, croissants. <laughs> that's why I'm putting on weight. I ordered two croissants, two omelettes, two pommes de terre, whatever. That strange English bloke's back again who just sits at the table. <laughs> with two of everything. With two beers. Like you're waiting exactly. for, for, a waiting for my, my visible friend. Yeah, we'd stood up. We'd <laughs> stood up every, every single time. His friend doesn't turn up. Yes, no, because I didn't want to make a mistake with the masculine or feminine. Don't follow that idea. No. Do you see how stupid you look it. if you do that? Yeah. Make the mistake and be yeah. proud of it. Anywhere in the native speaking world, people are happy for you to make a mistake. They're not going to look at you like you're a weirdo, right? Most of the time, people understand. <laughs> no, you're right. They don't even notice. I notice mistakes. I'm a grammar teacher. I'm always listening to an English teacher. But the vast majority of English speakers, they're listening for your message. They're not listening to the actual conjugations and things. They're just listening to your message. Hmm. And that's way more important. So. Again, just communication. And practice, practice, practice. Constantly look for opportunities to test out your spoken English. Yeah. I would agree with that bit obvious really it is a bit obvious the more you do the better you'll get really it's about quantity when it comes to learning a language isn't it very much yeah. so i think putting that on its own is quite a good thing to do and i know it's obviously similar to the ef one but i think listen is sometimes an issue for some students isn't it sometimes you have students who can speak 
very well in terms of effectively communicating. But then if they perhaps listened a bit more, they could refine their language. Do you find that? Like as in they make consistent mistakes and they obviously speak well and they communicate effectively, but then they don't always listen enough to try and help them refine their own language. Would you say that's fair? Sorry, what did you say, John? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I was listening. I was joking. Yes, it's very important to listen. There is a, a caveat, though, because I've had some students who think that just by watching, I don't know, shows on Netflix, they're going to suddenly one day wake up and be completely fluent in English. It's not as simple as that. It's important to listen, but you need to get involved. You need to check vocabulary and practice speaking as well. It's talking about as well, learning about how to give your opinions in English with new expressions and idioms. Kind of covered that, didn't we? I think giving your opinions using expressions and idioms can be quite nice. I have a student, a Romanian student that comes to my conversation group. He hasn't mm -hmm. been for a while, actually, but he genuinely used to come up at the beginning of the lesson and actively discuss something very controversial with me. I figured out after a while, and he actually admitted this, that he was just doing it simply to improve his English. Not because, oh, okay, he, actually, enough, yeah. not because he actually had controversial opinions, which I thought was quite interesting. I thought he was a crazy man, but apparently no, he was genuinely trying to improve his English. I must admit that and I'm not quite like that when I'm learning a language, learning a language. And as if you learn lists and you have to use the list, otherwise there's no point. And sometimes there was like an obscure word that I'd learned, but I thought I want to remember this. So I'd have to get it into the conversation somehow. So I would talk about something which is really relevant and use the word and ask a question using that word. Oh, okay. Just for the sake of using it. So yeah, I see the point. Maybe not be too controversial with your opinions because otherwise um, it could be a problem, right? It's good for speaking. Celebrate success. Celebrate success. What are they saying here? Go to the pub, get drunk, start a fight what? every time you learn some new English. What is this? Why is celebrate success? I've made that bit up. They didn't quite say that. That's one a... of the points. That's point number four, celebrate success. Is that a bit too new age for you? The idea is to, I mean, it's basically be proud of your progress, right? Maybe give yourself a bit of chocolate after you've done well. Or uh, a pat on the back. You pat yourself on the back. Apparently, that's a good thing to do. I don't know. It gives me asthma. <laughs> okay. Apparently, for some people, that's a very good thing to do. It makes them feel as if they're making progress, feel more accomplished. You don't celebrate success. I don't know. I've... Are you never successful, maybe? You don't need to go out and celebrate. It's just a sort of quite a good feeling when you've done the hard work and then, I don't know, you have a conversation and you successfully get your message across. That's the reward in itself. You don't need to go out and buy a pumpkin latte and dance till dawn just because you had a Help. good conversation. Maybe that's where you're going wrong in life, perhaps. I don't know what a pumpkin latte is. I've just seen this people ordering it in places. Do you know what it is? Can you it's... put pumpkin in a latte? I understand. <laughs> you can probably order it from Starbucks, right? I've never had I, it. I, I've had people talking about it. Really? Sounds yeah. disgusting. 
you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. montyenglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it.